0: Our scripture reading today comes from Genesis chapter 3, verses 9 to 15. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to me gave to be with me, And her offspring, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may have a seat. Hey, everyone.
1: How's everyone doing? Good, good, good. Yeah, I know a lot of high school students, uh, we are going through homecoming season. So a lot of you are going out and having homecoming, uh, homecoming dances, and just general fun. I know for some of us, you know, we're studying hard for SAT, getting ready for college, apply to college. For our uh, all-star students, you know, we have a new school year coming up. Seventh graders, you know, you might be going to middle school for the first time. And for our uh, eighth graders, uh, this is, now you're the top dog, right? You are at the apex of middle school. So, you know, everything is new. Everything is you. And whenever I ask all of you, you know, uh, I, I want to know what's going on in your lives because all of us live out a story in our own way. We have uh, things that are going on, uh, things that are, we are facing, and may, perhaps things that we are trying to overcome. And that's why in the past couple of weeks, we've been looking at the grand story of God Um, We're going over this series of God's story because the story that you're in is the story that you're going to live out. So you're either in God's story or you're in the other story, your own story. And there's only two. There's only two choices. It's not like, you know, a spectrum. It's, It's binary, one or the other. And because the story you're in will determine how you live out your life. This is why it's so important to know, actually know what God's story is. Um, it's kind of like this. I I love uh, I love RPGs, especially like JRPGs. Actually, specifically, Final Fantasy. Um, it's a game where you get to play a character, uh, and there's usually like an. Uh, an enemy that you have to defeat, right? There's a whole story. The reason why I love RPGs is because it has a good story. Everyone loves a good story. And I remember my, my uh, the best, I think, Final Fantasy, well, it's debatable, but I think one of the best Final Fantasy game in the series is Final Fantasy X. And uh, this entire game starts like this. Uh, the main character, Titus, is saying, Listen to my story, because this may be my last chance. And that, and then you go into the game, right? And then you play out Titus's story. Just like that, the story that you're in is the one that you, you will live out. And, and you know, in, in the RPG, that's, you know, it's fake. It's just a game. But in real life, we're all living out our story. So with that, um, before we begin... Would you bow your heads and join me in prayer one more time? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today and your word and the story that you're telling us through your word. Please be with all of us. Allow your spirit to dwell in everyone's hearts so that we may hear your story. And please be with me so that I can accurately, accurately tell you what you're telling us through your word. that It's not something that I want to say, but it is something that you are telling all of us. We thank you for everything that you've done, Lord, and we want to say we love you. We prayed everything in Jesus' name. Amen. So last month, uh, we looked at the beginning of God's story, right? The beginning of God's story. Chapter one of God's story. It started with God started with God and with his word he created everything everything in the world right or in the universe I should say and of all the creation the masterpiece the crown jewel of his creation was us human beings Adam and Eve you and me made in the image of God himself but then Last week, we entered chapter two of God's story. And, you know, it started out with God making everything perfect and everything was so good. But in this perfect, perfect world, sin enters the world. And that is through, for the first time, competing voice, as Pastor John preached last Sunday, Satan. Now we have an enemy. We have a being who is against us from the start. He's very crafty. He deceives us and ultimately helps us to sin. And this is what we usually call antagonists, right? Antagonists in a story. And that's where we left left off last week. And I'm so grateful that I got to, (laughs) I get to share today's message because it's about the hope that God gives us in his story. So if we left things the way it, were, uh, it was last week, and it's kind of God's story turns into tragedy because, uh, you know, we, we have an enemy who's uh, reigning over us. We have sin that's just wrecking everything that God made. You know, death enters, suffering enters, everything is going wrong. And if we end there, it's a tragedy. But, but we have the hope given in our passage today, the great hope. Hope and the story of God doesn't end just there, and we will see continuing on uh, in the next couple of months. uh, His story continue. So, looking at today's passage, looking at today's passage, think of it like an epic story. It's It's an epic story. So, every epic story, every good story, actually needs an antagonist, we already have that, Satan, right? We, ha- or, or, uh, we need an adversity that we need to overcome. If it's just a, if there's no adversity, no enemy, then the story is really boring, right? It's like, well, the story started, we well, woke up, ate, and then the end, I went to sleep. That's like literally the most boring story ever. And that's why we need an enemy. Every good story needs an enemy. But we also need, what, hero every good epic story needs a hero um, you know I I haven't been keeping up with the Marvel Universe or uh, any of the DC the newer movies but my all-time favorite superhero movie is a uh, Batman um, the original one not the new one that came out the trilogy and Dark Knight Rises that's my favorite and you know, If you look at that as an example, it has everything that we need for a good story, right? Good epic story. One, we have an antagonist. We have a joker. Two, uh, we have the hero, right? And every story, if you look at it, follows sort of this pattern. First, there is enemy that comes. And then that's bad news for all, all of us. And then hero enters, saves the day. And we have the good news that Hero has saved us. So keeping that in mind, keeping that sort of the pattern in mind, let's take a look at our passage, the story that God is telling us. Because that is also very similar pattern, which means we have to start with the bad news, right? Because we already saw the, the enemy enter, Satan enter last, last week. So... We have the bad news, Uh, what sin is doing, what that enemy is doing in our lives. And it can be summarized into two things, two things uh, that happen when uh, Satan enters and sin enters the world. One, it breaks our relationship with God. So bad news, feature of our bad news number one is it breaks our relationship with God. Uh, look with me in verse 9 and 10. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he, he said, I heard a sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So what happened? What happened? Adam and Eve, they sinned, right? They know they did something wrong. But, and what do they do once they realize they did something wrong? They run and hide from God. They run and hide from God, which is kind of funny. It's kind of ironic because God knows everything, right? He made everything. He knows everything. In the Psalms, it says he knows the number of hair on your head. (laughs) This is God. God knows everything. Do you think you can hide from God? No, no, no way. You can't hide from God, but they hide anyways. They hide from God. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of like this, my, I have a dog, I have a, I have a, I have a puppy that I adopted over COVID. His name is Asher. He's like almost two years old, almost two years old. And I have a routine in the morning. So as soon as I wake up, it's around like six thirty. Uh, I pray, I do my QT and then around seven o'clock, I always make a cup of coffee. I always make a coffee. I need coffee to, uh, run, <laughs> The, the, the day so I come down from my bedroom and I make a cup of coffee and Asher because he wants attention and he wants me to take me out for some reason when I'm getting ready to make the coffee he just stares at me he just stares at me and he's like I'm like don't do it I know what you're about to do don't do it but he's just staring it's like testing me right and then he barks really loud he barks really loud Mind you, this is 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to wake any of my family up or even, like, our neighbors. It's really loud. And he knows that's wrong because I always scold him whenever he barks whenever I'm making coffee. But I don't know. He keeps on testing me. He barks at me whenever I'm making coffee. And then what does he do? He runs. He knows he did something wrong. He runs straight to under the couch to hide. That's his hiding spot. And to... Do you think I don't know where he hides? That's his only hiding spot. I mean, it's my house, right? It's not his house. It's my house. I know every corner of my house. I know where he hides. Yet he does it anyway. And it's kind of like that, what Adam and Eve is doing. It's what we're doing. We know God knows, but we have this, 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 I don't know, desire to just hide from him because we know we did something wrong. And same thing is happening here. Adam and Eve... They know they sinned against God, so they don't know what to do. So they hide. So they hide. And God still comes to Adam and Eve. And what does he do? He asks Adam and Eve, where are you? Where are you? You know, the tone of the sort of his question is not getting across if we just read it. But if we look at the context, it's kind of like this. You no, know, I could be like super, he, God could be super mad that they, they, uh, they sinned. And they, he could be like, where are you? You know, just yelling at them. No, that, that's not really that because he already knows where they are. Again, he's God is God. God knows everything. Why is he asking the question? Because he's approaching them in a fatherly way. Where are you? I know you did something wrong, but where are you? You don't have to hide from me. Where are you? So I I can imagine the tone as as sort of a loving father. And I I don't know, I I don't want to use Asher too much, but it's kind of like my Asher again too. Uh, So sometimes he kind of throws up a lot. Dogs, uh, if you have dogs, they throw up every now and then for no reason at all. And he knows that you're not supposed to throw up, pee, or poop in the house but he, you can't help it, right? You can't help throwing up. So whenever he throws up, uh, and I see, I open my door and I saw that he threw up in front of my room. He also runs and hides, right? He also runs and hides in the same spot, one spot that where he hides. And I, I don't go like, "Hey, where are, we? where are you, Asher? What are you doing? I told you not to throw up." No, no, I'm not mad at him. He, yeah, he did something wrong, but. I just want to check up on him. I want to see how he's doing, why he's throwing up. Maybe he has an upset stomach. In that tone, I'm like, hey, Asher, where are you? And then I look at where he's hiding. It's kind of like that. That is what God is doing to Adam and Eve. He's not not mad. He, He doesn't want to punish them. He already knows what they did wrong. But God is approaching them. He wants to still have the relationship with Adam and Eve. Whereas Adam and Eve wants nothing to do with God. That's the difference. God is still the one reaching out to Adam and Eve. And what does uh, Adam and Eve say? So, uh, so God asks, you know, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I command you not to eat? Again, very rhetorical question because <laughs> God already knows. And the man says, Adam says this, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Um, and even before that, when God asked, where are you? Where are you? And Adam answers, I was, I heard you coming, and I was afraid. And because I was naked, I hid myself. I hid myself. So the broken relationship, uh, the broken relationship, this is, where I can tell the relationship is broken. How many of you say, when you have a good and healthy relationship, say, oh, I'm afraid of you, uh, or I'm going to hide from you, right? No one says that if it's a healthy relationship. If the relationship is broken, that's the only time where you would say, like, oh, I'm afraid, I don't want to see that person, I want to hide, if, let's say, if there's a bully, Right? It's not like you're going to say that to someone that knows, uh, that you know, that loves you, like your parents. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to run away. No, the relationship has been broken. We can tell that by the way Adam is responding. I was afraid. I was afraid. I'm hiding myself from you. And that's how we see the signs of broken relationship with God, with Adam and Eve and God. Right, our relationship with God, and that's that's the side effect. That's uh, that's the consequence of sin. It breaks our relationship with God. So that's feature number one of the bad news that we have when Satan entered and sin entered the world. There's another uh, feature, second bad, second feature of the bad news, which is also has to do with relationship. It's a broken relationship with each other. Just like I, I, I read, you know, when God confronted Adam, Adam said, you know, I, uh, I was naked. And then after that, what does he say? When God asks, did you eat of the fruit of the tree that I told you not to eat? Adam says, no, uh, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the tree. It wasn't my fault. God you, the woman that you gave to me to be my wife, she gave me the fruit. And so it's not my fault. It's all her fault. So what is Adam doing? He's immediately blaming his wife. And this is the same Adam, same Adam in Genesis 2, where he was lonely and God saw that he was lonely. So he, God gave Adam a partner. And as soon as Adam saw Eve, she, she was the most beautiful person that he's ever seen. And what does he do? He, break out in, he breaks out in poetry. Genesis 2.23, right? Whenever, the first time he sees Eve, he says, This is at last is my bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of men. This is like a, a love poetry. You know how I said God was the first poet? with uh, his poem. Now, this is the first of man's poem, right? He's breaking out poetry. And what's the subject of that love poem? His wife, Eve. The same Adam who broke out in poetry blames his wife right away. No questions asked. Immediately. So this guy didn't even hesitate for a second to think about it. And he's like, you know what? I should be protecting Eve. So... I'll take the blame. No, no, no. He's like, no, no. She made me do it. It's her fault. There's a broken trust. Not only with God, it breaks our relationship with each other. The one that he loved, the one that he broke out his uh, love poem, he just blames right away without even thinking. That's what happens. Those are the two features of the bad news that we're in, in this part of the story, right? We have a broken relationship with God. We also have broken relationship with people around us. And, you know, ultimately, ultimately, you know what that means? Satan, our enemy, he's winning. He's reigning, right? If you just end the story there, he won. Because he broke his, our relationship with God and he broke our relationship with each other. So, bad guy... Bad news. Bad guy, bad news. That's the pattern, right? So we have the bad news. So we see what the bad news is. And, you know, in the coming few weeks, we're going to take a closer look at what that looks like. But for now, let's move on to the good news. Because every good story, every epic story needs the bad news, bad guy, but also good guy, the hero, and the good news, right? So God hears all these, like, all these excuses and blame shifting that Adam and Eve does. And what does he do? Uh, What does he do? First, God hears them out, right? We saw that. He's the one coming, and he wants to listen. He wants to listen to Adam and Eve. He wants to listen. And he listens, and, okay, I see. Okay, I see what's going on. God's like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. You know, you're trying to be a hero. You're trying to be a, a hero but it didn't really work out. Clearly, right? Clearly, Adam and Eve, they sinned. But, uh, but, God is saying, you know what? I got this. You know what? I'll take it from here. That's sort of what's happening in verse 14. So this is what he says after hearing out Adam and Eve. Uh, He says this, the Lord God said to the serpent, now he's addressing the serpent. After hearing Adam and Eve, he didn't he doesn't address them uh, first, but he talks to the serpent. Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and thus you shall eat all the days of your life. But it seems like God is saying, okay, I heard Adam and Eve, but you know what? This time, Satan, it's for you. You are dead now. You are dead now. This is a a very strong language, right? Cursed are you. You're going to crawl on the ground because of this. And you know what? You are dead. You are dead. And that's what God is saying, proclaiming all-powerful God. He's like, I got this, Adam and Eve. I got this. I heard your case. I got this. Now I'm going to address Satan. I'm going to address Satan. And you know what, Satan? You are dead. For what you've done, you are cursed forever, And God is proclaiming what? He will defeat Satan. And all the consequences of the sin, God will take care of it. That's right. And how is he going to do it? How is he going to do it? Through a hero. Through a hero. And that's where the next verse comes. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between you, your offspring, and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his hill. Hill. So what is God saying here? Well, God is saying, okay, I'm going to send you a hero. I'm going to send you a hero who will defeat Satan himself. And this, this hero will come from the line of the woman, Eve, right? This, this, uh, this uh, descendant of Eve, Adam and Eve, will be a hero that will defeat Satan once and for all. And Satan... Your line, your line, your descendant. Yeah, he, he. You're gonna bruise his heel, but my hero, my hero, the descendant from woman, he will crush the serpent's head. When we say it's gonna, uh, he's gonna crush the serpent's head. That's a death blow, right? That's a final blow. Yeah, the Satan's uh, Satan will. Uh, sort of a, I don't know, it, it's, it's not going to be an easy battle. It's not going to be an easy battle, right? Satan will hurt this hero, but but at the end, ultimately, the victory will belong to the hero. And the hero will win. hero will win, right? And that's why this is an epic story. And this is why uh, uh, this is a first, it's, this verse is called Proto-Evangelium, which it means just first good news. It's the first good news in the Bible because God is now talking about the hero in his story who will save the day. And, you know, if we've been to church for a while, for a long time, we know who that hero is, right? Who's a hero? Jesus. Jesus, right. Jesus. And how do I know that? How do I know that? Well, if you look at Luke chapter 3, it has a genealogy of Jesus. It it goes from Jesus to Joseph, all day, da, da 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 da, and then it goes to Adam. You know, but before I was like, you no, know, what is this genealogy for? It's good to know who God came from, but what does it really have to do with us? Well, we after studying this good news, this this passage, I'm like, oh, duh. It's because the genealogy is telling us that the one that God promised, the descendant who will crush the serpent's head, is Jesus. And the genealogy is connecting the dots for us. It's God's son, Jesus, who will defeat Satan once and for all. He's the hero that God promises in our passage. And, you know, at this point, uh, if I'm like, You guys, I'm like, oh, and a cool story, bro. So what does this have to do with me? So, okay, I understand God's story is an epic one. It's an epic one with with an enemy and a hero. What does this story have to do with me? Well, it's because you have the choice. You have the choice. So you know how I said the story that you're in is the story that you live out? It's kind of like uh, multiverses in Marvel. I haven't been keeping up, so I don't know what that actually looks like. But I know the general idea of, like, uh, alternate reality, right? There's one and there's another one that's, like, happening at the same time. Well, you can think of our stories as that, right? Two storylines happening at the same time. God's story happening on this one, our story happening on this one. And we have a choice to join, to go over to God's storyline. And we, uh, or not, or not. That's why this story is so important. So, are you going to join God's storyline where we have a definitive hero, Jesus? Or are you going to be your own hero, That's the choice. That's the choice. And on this line, we're already seeing the effects, right? And if you're on this line, your own story, I just want to ask, now how well is it going? How well is it going, being your own hero? Adam and Eve failed. Adam and Eve failed. How is it going for you, right? Maybe we're still struggling with the same sin. Maybe we have so many, I mean, witness so many broken relationships around us i sin you sin we're sinning against each other and that breaks all the relationships how's your relationship with god if you're trying to be your own hero right can you truly say to god i haven't sinned god i deserve to be with you is that the case or do you still see brokenness and suffering around you see that's the choice you want to be your own hero or you want to join God's storyline where there is a definitive hero that God said will defeat Satan once and for all? So, you know, it's sort of applying it to our own lives. It's kind of like this. Um, I kind of had a rough week, rough week this week. It was a, it was a struggle. I had a paper that was you, 15-page paper that was you. Uh, yesterday. I submitted it last night. Uh, Other than that, there were so many things happening, so many things happening, relationships that I am like, oh, what do I do, God? Like, uh, I want (laughs) to mend these relationships that that went a little sour. And, you know, there's so many things piling up, and I was so stressed. I was so stressed. I lost sleep um, for a couple of nights. And, you know, I, I realized as I was preparing this sermon and meditating on God's word today, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually not applying what I'm preaching to my own life. I'm trying to be my own hero. I want to solve all these problems by myself, by my own strength, with my own wisdom. But I'm realizing that's not the case. It just burns me out. Maybe I will patch a Band-Aid for one day and another day and another day. At the end, this is very tiring. It's tiring. And I was burning up by the end of the week. But, you know, there is an alternative, alternative storyline where I don't have to be the hero. I'm not the hero. Jesus is a hero. If Jesus is a hero, it's his strength that uh, will take care of everything. It's his wisdom that will be able to take care of everything, right? Even my relationship with God. You know, the first thing I realize whenever I'm going through a rough week, my QT time suffers. I don't want to do QT. I'm like, I don't have time for this. I got to... I gotta go. I, God, thank you for today. Amen. And then, you know, just get on with my work, right? Because I need time. I need to time. I need time to take care of everything. But no, but no, I can't. The rela- my relationship with God, it can't be repaired on my own will. It needs to come from Him. He needs to be the one coming to us. The hero needs to make that bridge for me, and that's Jesus. So, you have a choice. Like I said. You, want, you can continue on with this one line, one line, with consequences of that line. You can be the hero yourself. You can try. You can try. Or you can jump over to the other alternate storyline, the grander, God's storyline. But what's one way, the only way that you can jump over that storyline is through faith alone in Christ in Jesus as the hero. So it's giving up, giving up my desire to solve everything myself, thinking I don't need you God. I'm going I can take care of everything myself. It's giving that up and submitting under Jesus, putting your faith in the hero talked about in our passage. That's the only way you can cross over from this storyline to God's grand storyline. And All Stars and JG, that's where I leave you. The choice is up to you. You want to switch over or do you want to continue down this path of your own story? Would you bow your heads and join me in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending one and only, the true and only hero that we need, Jesus to defeat Satan and death and sin, once and for all. So that if we put our faith in him, in our hero, and we have hope, hope of getting out of where we are in the darkness and in, in broken relationships and suffering that are going around us. We have one hope, and that's Jesus. So we thank you for that the hero that you've gifted to us. And we ask that if we don't see him as our hero, please give us the heart to see that we can't do this on our own, that we, we need him. And only cost to us is putting our faith in the hero. That's it, in Jesus. So we ask that you help us to do that in everything that we do because he's taken care of the greatest enemy that we all have, which is death itself. So knowing that knowing that our hero can defeat death, we trust him. We trust Jesus with all other areas of our lives. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We pray everything in Jesus' name. Amen.